Hey, John. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. I'm excited about today's topic. Uh, you know, for viewers, uh, we're going to be talking about where the cannabis market is leveraging technologies for fast growth. And it's an interesting topic because, you know, five years ago, this would have been taboo to talk about. It is certainly interesting from that perspective. Also interesting from the perspective that it is a fast growing emerging market. I'm always happy yeah. to talk about industries that are uh, growing as fast as this is right now. For uh, our U.S. viewers, uh, obviously, this broadcast is based out of Canada and, you know, we're, we're filming this uh, and during the time of the market shift that's happening right now, obviously. And here in Canada, at least, uh, cannabis has been declared an essential business. So it's really impressive to see that growth from legalization, what, two years ago, John? To the about. point where the government has declared it an essential business. So there's a lot to talk about around there. So I'm happy that we have our very own Manny May and John Akoka on uh, today's episode. Uh, they are you know, business development experts in the field, and they're talking directly to people who are reaching out to us inquiring about our solutions and talking to us about their pain points. We have two perspectives for you today. Uh, so Manny May is our business development executive here in Canada, where obviously the legalization laws around cannabis are very, very different from what's happening in the U.S. I think we're a bit fresher to the market in terms of recreational. The U.S., uh, for example, you know, Washington State has had recreational cannabis legalized for a little bit now. And in contrast, uh, Jonathan Akoka is our West Coast business development executive, and he's going to be talking a little bit about, you know, what the cannabis industry has done uh, impact-wise on other industries in the U.S. Why don't we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Guru's Cloud Connect, your one-stop tech talk where we discover the best business tools with the experts behind them. Filmed on set in a live setting with our gurus in Montreal. Guru Solutions is North America's largest Oracle NetSuite ERP services provider. Visit their website at gurusolutions.com with your hosts, Ethan Bozoglu and John Serino. Hi, Manny. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, happy to have you guys on today's episode. You know, as we said in the intro, we're going to be talking a little bit about where Silicon Valley meets cannabis. Why don't we cover some of the acronyms? around the uh, cannabis industry? THC, CBD are, are compounds, names of compounds that are found in uh, the cannabis, uh, female and male plants. Uh, so there's different properties in uh, those two different compounds. So you've got THC, which will have, you know, more psychoactive properties. Uh, some will uh, also claim that there's medical properties associated with it as well. And then CBD is uh, an another one of the hundred uh, compounds that you can find in cannabis uh, that is uh, getting to be a popular one in health trends. Uh, I actually was at outdoor retailer in Denver uh, in January, and uh, there was a whole section dedicated to CBD uh, and wellness uh, at this expo. And I found this interesting because they're kind of, you know, marketing themselves towards the outdoor industry. Uh, so going back, you know, there, there's you know new compounds every day that are being talked about. It's been over a year now since uh, legalization in Canada. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about who are going into the cannabis industry? Can anyone uh, you know set up their own growing operation? In terms of uh, getting a license, um, becoming a licensed producer, whether you're in the growing space, retail space, extraction, what have you, um, there's a clear path there. There's lots of great information on uh, Health Canada's website. Uh, you can speak to them directly. They'll give you all the directives and steps and what's needed and required um, to, to, to get to, uh, to, get to, a, a, to get a license. Does technology play a role early on, even for companies who haven't been approved yet? 
you know, a company that hasn't uh, started producing yet still has financials. They're still, uh, you know, planning out to be a company. So let's say, you know, we're talking about a producer, somebody who's, you know, growing uh, crops. Well, before they could grow crops, they have to, you know, buy a a, a space to do that in and hire a head of, uh, you know, quality control, uh, hire somebody that's going to work as the lead grower and then people that are going to support that person. And then on top of that, you know, there's the licensing piece that we were just talking about. So, you know, there is components and a system, you know, can help make some of these manual tasks that you are still going to be dealing with, you know, tracking expenses, tracking costs, making sure, uh, you know, your, uh, you're getting the value for money. Eventually, you're going to be asking money from investors. I imagine it's important to get in that habit early on uh, to be able to track your revenue and your growth uh, from the start point to later on when you maybe go for an IPO. You know, how have you handled your money from the start? Uh, how much government grants have you taken advantage of versus how many investors have you taken on? We have seen here at Guru Solutions companies that are startups pre-revenue going on a platform like NetSuite because it allows you to scale from the bottom up. Start very small, and as you grow your business, add functionality, add your needs, and a solution like NetSuite can do that. From growth to making it to commercialization, there must be some really hefty laws around seat-to-sale tracking. They have to track to the gram Mm -hmm. or even to the milligram of not only the production, but of the waste. Uh, so when you grow a plant and then you dry it out, they want to know the difference that has been lost. They want to know uh, what has been thrown away, what has been sold. So there, there's quite a bit of stringent tracking that has to be reported back to Health Canada. That level of measuring and that level of tracking certainly comes with its challenges. What are the impacts to getting it wrong? We've seen the impact of not properly reporting in companies that have gotten their licenses taken away. So, I mean, we're talking, um, you know, public companies here, large companies. The government could ask you to recall product uh, and, you know, that's a a tedious process in itself and also, you know, ends up costing, uh, you know, a bunch of money, if not, you know, forcing a company to go belly up. But we're learning, you know, it's in its infancy. And uh, I think uh, a lot of the companies out there now uh, are taking the right steps. I mean, it, it happened all at once across all of Canada, whereas in the U.S. we're seeing a different approach. Uh, it's more of a state by state. Um, yep. It's a it's a slower process. Can you talk to us a little bit about the differences between the two? If you look at Washington states, Oregon, uh, California, mm-hmm. these have been uh, legalized medicinally for a very long time and even recreationally for you know, a fairly long time, even compared to, to Canada. So you know, what this does is it just you could kind of look to these states as, as a model as to you know, how things are going to unfold and, and you know, be working with companies uh, in different industries in these states. You know, the cannabis business impacts Uh, almost every type of business. What are some examples of industries that are pre-existing industries that are are now going to be uh, profiting or benefiting from the legalization of of marijuana? You have uh, industries like chemicals. Why would a chemical industry, uh, you know, grow because of of cannabis? Well, uh, edibles, uh, when you're doing an extraction, uh, can be done using ethanol. Uh, doing an mm-hmm. ethanol extraction. So there's companies that are purchasing drums and drums of ethanol, which in the past, they wouldn't be purchasing drums of ethanol because they weren't doing it. A cannabis company is not just, uh, you know, what it's called a cannabis company. They could be a retail company. They could be a manufacturer because they're creating a good 
with cannabis. They could be a, an e-commerce company if they're selling products on the web. So there's really you know, no end to the type of company that a cannabis company could be. What I've seen, I was actually at the uh, Montreal Cannabis Expo last year, and I was surprised to see some, some companies there that I, I've never even thought of. One of them that stuck out to me was there was a gentleman there, and he was selling, uh, he was breeding insects to fight other insects that will eat the, the cannabis as it grows. So this guy's tabletop comprised of literally bugs crawling around his desk, <laughs> all kinds of different bugs. And he's pointing them out and explaining, you know, we're breeding these to fight other pests that are eating the cannabis. And um, that's one of them. Another one that you can see is a company like um, Scott's miracle Grow. They have seen a huge uplift in, in their, in their sales because companies now need more of their product. You know, I want to, sort of look at the the scope of what a cannabis business in 2020 looks like from startup to commercialization what exactly is that journey when cannabis was first legalized and i was out doing a lot of market research and reaching out to these uh lps that have recently gotten their license um you'll see your time I'm, I'm speaking to a lot of farmers these are farmers these are people right. that are not uh, the first instinct isn't isn't business know-how. It's how do I grow this plant? So they're looking for help from companies like Guru Solutions. They're looking for help from from consultants that can help them get to that next stage. Because um, right. these guys, you know, they you know I've spoken to many of them and they've straight up said, "Listen, we need your help. We're farmers. We we can grow it." Then the business side of things, um, you know, they need to reach out to people uh, that can definitely help them with that. But where does technology uh, come in? A business that is in this emerging industry is growing five, seven, nine times year over year. And that's enough to stress any business, whether you're making pencils or you're making pot. I mean, really, there, you know, it's, it's enough to stress uh, a, a company and having to manage, uh, you know, that optic, right? So doing that manually on a system like QuickBooks or Excel, uh, you know, we've learned by working in technology that that's not a scalable solution, but it, right. it's a, it, how a lot of these companies will start, right? They'll start and they'll experience the growth and then experience the pain and then, you know, reach out to try to, you know, alleviate some of that pain with technology and or consulting. You know, I imagine uh, to your point, you know, trying to grow from uh, from farming to actually launching an IPO or selling, you not only have to answer for a heavy government scrutiny, but you also have to answer to your investors. And it's a very competitive industry. And at that point, you need to have meticulous data. You need to have uh, meticulous um, revenue tracking. So speaking to some of these licensed producers up here in Canada, there's an amalgamy of different solutions out there um, for seed to sale tracking, although there aren't any complete solutions. What I mean is mm -hmm. something that'll do your seed to sale, something that'll do your accounting, something that will take care of lot traceability. Now, uh, keep in mind, there's many different needs um, of licensed producers. So if you're a, a farmer, you're going to need that seed to sale tracking. If you're just a, uh, let's say, an edibles retailer, well, you need something to, to track your financials, track your inventory, track your order management. So it, it really differs based on what that LP is doing. Here at Guru Solutions, being a NetSuite partner and a five-star partner of theirs, NetSuite is a complete solution that we've managed to present um, to some of these LPs and do everything that they need from the 
financial accounting to the seed to sale tracking to the lot traceability. Um, there's weight scale integration needs. There's, there's all kinds of different things. And we've managed to architect something and put something together specific for whether you're a, uh, a, a grower, whether you're an extraction company, whether you're just a simple retailer, um, you know, we're, we're able to answer to your need. What are some of the, you know, top of the funnel questions or topics that you get in conversations with these folks? Will you be able to produce reports for Health Canada? That's an absolute yes. I mean, with, uh, with NetSuite's reporting tool, it's, it's so easy to extrapolate that information, whether it's in an Excel spreadsheet or, or directly uh, in the format that NetSuite produces it. Um, it's something that can be done easily on a week by week basis or as needed. Um, so that, that's one of the big ones, because again, let's keep in mind, uh, if we don't, if they don't do their reporting, they can, they can be shut down. Another one is how is the lot traceability and the CPCL yep. tracking, which comes yep. back quite a bit. And, uh, we have a fantastic solution that answers to those, uh, those pain points. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those solutions? For sure is NetSuite. Um, being a uh, fully integrated ERP and able to manage all those different aspects is, is a huge plus as opposed to going to a sort of, uh, you know, um, multiple different vendors for different solutions. NetSuite has everything integrated in one. So uh, from the reporting side of things, from even the manufacturing side of things, tracking work orders, uh, work in progress, labor costs, things like that. Um, you can absolutely manage that. Um, again, reporting, I, I focus on that heavily because it's a huge requirement for and a big pain point of a lot of these uh, licensed producers. You can pull reports with a click of a button. Everyone's going to be on the same version. Everyone's going to be visualizing the same reports. So your data is always up to date in real time and accessible in real time. In terms of the reporting that they have to give back to Health Canada, like I said earlier, is they need to track um, different uh, weights at different points of the plant's life. So once it's cropped, weighted, they have to weigh it. Once they've uh, gone through a process called bucking, bucking is when you've pulled all the um, flower off of the stems and basically trim the plant, they need to then weigh it. And then they got to weigh those, those, uh, those stems and the waste and whatever they haven't sold and what, whatever's fallen on the floor, let's say that they can't then package, they have to take that into account and they have to report that back to Health Canada. And Health Canada is tracking literally by the gram of the flowers being sold, of the edibles being sold, of extracts, of vape cartridges. So, so this is not um, something that's being overlooked and it's being taken very seriously by these companies and by Health Canada. The elephant in the room is that right now we're seeing a huge market shift as a lot of businesses are, are shutting down uh, temporarily because of quarantine. Um, in Canada, at least, and I don't know about America, John, but, uh, you know, the government declared cannabis an essential business. So cannabis operations are still running more than before, if anything, and uh, cannabis products are selling like hotcakes. There's been a really interesting shift with what's sort of been going on in the world as we know it today. Um, so Canada has named cannabis as an essential service. Now, that's across the board, but uh, initially, Ontario actually pulled it back. Mm -hmm. And they noticed that there was a huge uproar because of it. So within, I believe, five days, they reversed that oh, and made it an essential service. Like if anything, your ideal market is growing right now. 
these guys are seeing a boom, uh, that boom is going to resonate way past uh, the impact of the current market shift. What are some of the, uh, the impacts that uh, they're facing right now as a result of the current situation? From reading interviews and uh, of all these different wonderful companies, um, they're still rolling full steam ahead. Um, what they have seen if, from Health Canada's standpoint, they've seen actually an uptick in outdoor licenses. Um, so growing uh, cannabis outside as opposed to in an indoor uh, controlled environment where you have your electricity costs and your ventilation costs and all kinds of other costs that are attributed to it. Um, outdoor growing on a, you know, 100 acre to 300 acre farm uh, has allowed for social distancing quite easily. It's uh, a lot less expensive to produce, of course, because you don't have the electricity costs. Uh, another big impact as well is, is packaging. Um, so companies that produce vape oil, uh, yeah. companies that produce uh, edibles, a lot of this packaging comes out of comes from overseas and there's been a bit of a slowdown there um, coming from certain countries be, because of what's happening right now uh, so that ha I've heard has been slightly an issue for some of these companies that are producing like I said edibles and vape oils you know to get the packaging to put the vape oil in a cartridge and things like that has been a bit difficult but in terms of growing and supply uh, a lot of these companies have pivoted um, they're producing just as much as they would have if you know, if we knew it uh, to be uh, as the world was uh, three, two months ago. You know, cannabis uh, is a legal market. It was pharmaceutical. Now, pharmaceutical facet is different. So, John, maybe you can talk a little bit about towards the pharmaceutical facet of it. But the recreational facet at the end of the day, it's still a product like any other product. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could you could go to Walgreens and buy, you know, some CBD lotion yeah. to put on your, you know, your uh, sore joints. And right now with social distancing being very crucial, uh, we're seeing a huge boom in e-commerce all around. And I'm sure that's also impacting the cannabis industry. On the U.S. perspective, uh, you know, there's some states that can that can send out, uh, you know, cannabis in the mail. But there's some states like Colorado, for example, where that's uh, illegal. They wouldn't be mm -hmm. able to, to, to do that. So uh, I've noticed a lot of CBD producers, though, uh, in the United States have e-commerce uh, websites way more than you know companies that are in you know the THC uh, recreational space. So uh, to, to buy ointments or tinctures online, it's very easy. There's a plethora of websites that have a full e-commerce, uh, you know, with a with a Shopify or a Magento or or a big commerce where they're uh, making it very easy for a consumer to go on and and make a purchase. Can you talk to us a little bit about? Um the manufacturing process are are we looking at specialized manufacturers or is it uh, a, a unified product that is simply uh, um, you know that goes to market differently? The beauty about a platform like NetSuite is that they have leading practices so when we 're talking about manufacturing of whether it be an edible or or manufacturing uh, plants or growing them, um, the process within how NetSuite manages it is fairly similar. Um, for a, uh, let's say, a chocolate edibles company, whether they're using work orders or a company growing plants, I mean, uh, the way that NetSuite is going to treat that is, is very similar and it works. Um, we've seen quite a bit of success there uh, in the space, um, whether you are a farmer or, or you're extracting or you're an edible company. 
Um, there's a streamlined process within the solutions that we propose to, to, to assist these companies. I know that uh, other um, medical industries, other life science industries um, have other challenges to deal with, like being HIPAA compliant, for example. When you are a medical uh, marijuana company or a medical marijuana retail shop, uh, you are dealing with patients, right? They're not customers. Uh, they're, they're treated as patients by you know, the, the state uh, that you are uh, transacting in or province. Uh, so that, that being said, you have to treat their information in a certain way that abides with uh, those regulations, which, you know, I, I invite you to look up if you are practicing that business in your state to make sure that you're storing the information correctly. Here in Canada, uh, the equivalent to HIPAA is what we call PIPEDA. So that's the Personal Information Protection and Electronics Document Act. NetSuite mm -hmm. does uh, respect those, um, that, uh, that, that Privacy Act. Um, we've seen it, we've gone through some exploration with some companies that need to respect those compliances and we are able to, we're able to deliver that for them. And it's really important. So, you know, thanks a lot guys for uh, joining us today. I really enjoyed the conversation. I uh, hope our viewers did well. And, uh, I do want to invite, uh, those who have more questions to reach out to us. You can go through gurusolutions.com. Um, we can put you in touch with Manny and John or, you know, hit them up on LinkedIn. They're easy to find. Um, and we'll have uh, links in the description of this video to uh, more resources. We'll make that available for you as well. So yep. thanks again, guys. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for I having us, guys. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Till next time.